0: Welcome to the expat cast. This is a podcast where expats share their stories about fitting in, standing out, and every mishap on the journey to finding home abroad. I'm your host, Nicole. I was back in the US in September for three weeks. I was in Chicago where I'd lived before moving to Germany and then in Philadelphia where I'm from, reuniting with friends and family after, well, not fully after the pandemic, but at least after the pandemic entered our lives. One thing I thought about a lot before this trip and and during this trip and after this trip is that, so I, I had last been home for Christmas 2019. So by the time I went in September, it was what, a year and nine months since I'd been back home. And that also meant it was a year and nine months that I had spent pretty much uninterruptedly in Germany. I had a feeling that spending such uninterrupted time in my new home country impacted me in some way differently than spending a year and a half where I went home twice in between or I went on a big trip to somewhere else in between, you know, then that would have impacted me. But the thing was, I didn't know how that would manifest itself in me, so I was kind of worried leading up to my trip and really attuned and and sensitive to all those kind of topics. So when I got back, I had a lot of thoughts to unpack, and I was pretty excited that one of my internet podcast friends, Become Real Life friend, Casey, was also in a similar boat. I know Casey through Instagram, She's on there at Casey from Cologne, and we'd connected just from following each other online and then actually ended up meeting up and turning our internet friendship into real friendship. And Casey's also from the US, also living in Germany. She lives in, as you might have guessed from her screen name, Cologne. And Casey had also been back to the US about a month before me. And so I reached out to her to see if she would be down to come chat on the podcast about what her experience was like, see if any of the things that I experienced overlapped or didn't. I mean, it's a mixture of just shooting the shit with a good friend and then also getting into more serious, deeper topics, and I really think you guys are going to like this one. Though, I do have to give a little warning. The process I usually use to record the podcast in such wonderful high quality didn't work when we sat down to record, so we had to use an alternative method which did not capture the audio quite as well as I would have liked. So just a little warning, the volume's a little funky, and it's a little harder to hear Casey than I wish, but I promise next episodes will be back on track with the normal audio quality you've come to expect. All right, enough from me. Let's get to the episode. Enjoy. Enjoy.
1: I'm Casey Krieger. I've been living in Germany close to three years now. I live in, well, technically I live in Langenfeld, but suburb of Cologne. We hit the burbs during Corona last year so we could renovate a house. So I've been in Germany for yeah, close to three years now.
0: You've been on the podcast once before. And the mm-hmm. most important part of that episode was when you told us the story about how excited you were to see the Schwans in the park. <laughs> I think about that a lot. <laughs> Do you think that's Both and. <laughs> we talked about becoming bilingual in that episode and you told a very hilarious story about swans versus something that sounds like the word for swans in German but doesn't mean the same thing. Um, and now you're back life's changed a lot and we both just got back from our first trips to the U.S. since the whole pandemic happened. Well, not just, I mean, now we're recording and somehow it's November, but when did you actually go? So it was the first time I had been back to the States since I moved actually. Oh shoot.
1: Yeah. And I went for a month in August.
0: Okay. Wow. 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 That's crazy. Yeah, it was wild. It was oh, wait, I'm such. having a flashback. Wait, because you were gonna go literally the eve of the lockdown, right? Yeah, exactly. The
1: We had our tickets booked for like March. Like I still have PTSD from it. March 15th, I believe, was the lockdown date. Trump announced on Wednesday and we we're flying it on Friday. And uh, we made the smart decision to just stay in Germany. Yeah, so I didn't get to go home in 2020. Waited it out and, um, but I mean, summertime, it's always a better bet with Corona. And I was able to finally get vaccinated and I was feeling okay about going. I was still super apprehensive about going to the States just because the rules are completely different depending on where you are, even like what county you're in. Also, why I was nervous to go was because I'm pregnant. <laughs> so I also had to consider somebody else, and not just me. Yeah. So we went for a full month in August and we hit up three different states. We went to California and then we did a week in Nashville, Tennessee, which is not my home state, but like where my heart is. And then I went back to Michigan. I'm the last leg of the trip
0: um, to go see my family. So, yeah, it was a lot of travel. <laughs> yeah. And you were you were not a little pregnant. You were you were pretty I pregnant.
1: Was pregnant. Yeah, okay. yeah, I was six months pregnant.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, okay this is even more intense than I remembered then when we were talking about like oh we should do this episode like this was the first trip back this was also a trip that had almost happened and then got torn away from you and then it happened not post-pandemic but after pandemic had entered the world which obviously Um, makes a difference and then plus you're pregnant so Jesus okay that's a lot I don't even know where to start with like yeah I mean (laughs) I
1: will say I wasn't too worried about California just because, I mean, if we're going to talk about social dynamics, like it's pretty liberal, AKA people are more willing to get vaccinated and wear masks. And most of the state was under a, you must wear a mask, which is how we live our lives in Germany, which is what I prefer. Um, So I wasn't really nervous about going to California. It was really going down South, you know, Nashville is a city and so it's pretty liberal. But there were some things that I just avoided doing, just making judicious decisions, you know, the county fair, which I want to take my German husband to like the big county fair so he could see what, you know, (laughs) eat eat funnel cakes and elephant ears and ride all the shitty coasters that the carnies build. Um, (laughs) But we didn't do that. And we also, I didn't venture onto Broadway just because it's, it's just too many people. Um, And there's also like a karaoke situation where I really wanted to go to karaoke with my friends, but being in a packed bar, I just wasn't really ready to attempt. And then Michigan, it was fine. I was just going to be around my family members, all of which who were vaccinated. And my parents live in like the world's tiniest city, so I wasn't too worried about that. Obviously with flying too, it's so different because they don't have to get tested for domestic flights. Um, yeah <laughs> so it's like the wild west over there for sure um, yeah it really
0: is it's like a different world I mean that's something I notice. so I've been here four years and I've been back to the states I don't know eight times or something like pretty uh, pretty often and going back after corona has happened to everyone it's so crazy because it's I don't know. I think it really brings out a lot of the cultural differences in any given place. Oh, a thousand percent. <laughs> and you saw it oh, yeah. hard and fast there. I mean, I I had to go to the DMV when I was in the states to get my oh. license renewed. Would not recommend. Holy like shit, no. Yeah, I. Oh my god. Next time I see you, I have to show you my license picture because it's the face you make after you've been stuck in the DMV during Corona for three hours. <laughs> but literally, the the. I don't know what they're called. I want to call them beamter, like the bureau- bureaucrats, whatever the the people who work. Shit, that's the fancy word for it. But yeah, <laughs> the, the DMV employees were literally yelling at me because I was trying to stand near the door because we're in a like we're in a single room, no ventilation. And I don't know, maybe seventy percent of the people were wearing masks, maybe even more than that. But that's to me not a very high percentage because in Germany we're used no. to one hundred percent. And so yeah. I'm sitting there thinking like this is. A super spreader event. What the heck? I'm going to stand near the door where at least it opens. And the security guard, the armed with a gun security guard at the DMV. Let's just put that out there. Yelled at me multiple times, as did the employees, being like, "You need to get out of the way and take a seat next to everyone else." And and they were telling people to stand together, closer in line, and all this stuff. And I was like, "How is a security officer telling me to do something that is like objectively more dangerous? Like I'm not going to go sit next to this guy without his mask on." Like,
1: yeah what the whole corona situation definitely amplified the collective thinking of Germany which obviously there has been problematic as we've seen in the past (laughs) versus um individualism thinking of Americans yeah um and it's like it's such a weird it's a weird world expats live in because I will never be fully German and I will never be fully American and um and just seeing just seeing the thinking of how it affects me in america versus how it affects us in germany and like i said i i feel 20 times safer back then now in germany than i ever did in the states and like yes my parents are vaccinated but they still were like case you don't have to wear your mask in the grocery store i'm like well it's but it, I would rather like. What does it matter if
0: I do? Yeah, like, but like, I'm gonna. <laughs> they weren't
1: being. They weren't being. Yeah, they weren't being rude by any means. It was just like they're vaccinated and they think that's enough. And like for me, I would rather. Yeah, I don't know. It just it's super crazy. Just the thinking there of and like individualism, capitalism versus the socialism. Uh, us thinking in Germany for sure.
0: Yeah, I think you definitely really feel it, and uh, it's so interesting that you just said that one phrase because that's something I wanted to get into like um you were saying how you you feel the capitalism you feel the individualism and um like basically that story you just told was you trying to live the way that we live in Germany but just in the U.S. like bringing into the U.S. this notion of you just wear a mask when you're indoors it's not that complicated it's just what you do Mm -hmm. for the good of society right and but one thing I really noticed this trip back especially since I did have other trips to compare it to is um, often when I travel back to the U.S. since living in Germany and getting used to how things are done here I try to bring that back to the U.S. with me so for instance I don't know I'm like constantly trying to recycle everything and separating you know when you get a box of pasta and then you separate the little plastic window from the cardboard of course not. <laughs> but I think but I think about how I lived my life for you know close
1: to almost 30 years and never did I ever recycle unless there was some sort of money attached to it aka cans <laughs> exactly you know <laughs> like, yeah. never would I have given a thought to like sort plastic and paper And glass. Never, ever, ever did I ever do that until I'm here. And I'm like, this makes way more sense.
0: Right. So then I would bring that with me and I would try to do it there. And everyone's like, first off, what the hell are you doing? This is ridiculous. Second off, it doesn't even work because actually it all is the same trash. Like they don't even have the same system. So you don't need to separate it because it doesn't matter. Third (laughs) off, like, I I don't know. It was just like constantly, like, I just made no sense to people and people made no sense to me. And I was constantly going against the grain, like trying. And to me, it wasn't, I wasn't trying to make a big deal out of it. I was just trying to live in a way that made sense to me, but constantly coming up against, oh, I'm swimming upstream here. And I really noticed that with, with COVID. It's like, it is very hard, if not impossible to maintain the German standards of what each individual does to carry through the rules over there. Like you can't have option. You can't have the the six feet of social distance that's recommended because that relies on other people participating in that. And the other people are not participating in that in the U S (laughs) so, so did you, did you have stuff like that where you noticed like, Oh, I'm becoming almost a problem or becoming like a sore thumb in this situation because I'm trying to be German in this way
1: I, mean, I almost feel like the else get like Debbie Downer ish or like in my heart I'm a rebel but realistically I'm such a rule follower so maybe like the German system of having set rules really does make me thrive but I didn't push wearing masks on my friends and family but like that's something Sebastian and I talked about before before going on trips like obviously being around friends and family that's not an issue but like whenever we would go out to a restaurant or bar we're gonna wear a mask and my friends i had already kind of let my friends know like this is how you know I didn't want to be singled out as a weirdo and obviously they get to live how their lives and they're all vaccinated but I let them know ahead of time like hey there might be some things I won't participate in because I feel uncomfortable or I'll be wearing a mask also another thing that I noticed was the capitalism aspect of work It's not even a work-life balance in the States. Like it's non-existent, like money rules over everything. And as we've seen from the pandemic, we've seen people asking, why am I still making minimum wage and working more than 40 hours a week for like, what, 15 days off? Right. And I saw that with, I saw that with my friend group of like, I had, you know, I have a lot of strong female women in my friend group who are kick-ass in their careers. But at some point, there has to be a line where it's like, why are you working so hard for such little benefits? Yes, you make more money than me. Absolutely. Because Germany, you know, we're taxed so deeply for health care, which mm-hmm. makes sense. But, you know, in the States, you make you take home more, but you're also paying out of pocket full healthcare, care or you have the basic bare minimum health care package. And, you know, we're not even talking about other perks like vacation days, uh, paternal leave, X, Y, Z. And I'm asking my friends, like, you know, we're on vacation and she's working. And it makes no sense. Like, why are you working so hard? There's no, you are not the president of the United States. Nothing is on fire. No one's going to die. And I was also like, when I was living in the States of like, my career was what gave me so much fuel for my life. And now in Germany, like I do my 40 hours and I turn off my brain from work as soon as the clock hits five o'clock, you know, like there's no reason to be so stressed out. And, you know, the perks of having healthcare where I don't, you know, I don't have to worry if I have a sore tooth should I go to the, should I go to the dentist or, you know, or if I break a leg, do I call an ambulance or do I pay out of pocket $600 like you would in the States? Just stupid things like that not stupid, but as you get older, you're like, Ugh. there has to be more to life in the States than just working all the time to make a little bit more money than you make would in Europe. But for what living, because you're not really living at that point, yeah. you know, you're just scraping by and you don't get to enjoy taking a holiday for three weeks or right now in this season of my life, maternity and, and, pater- and paternity leave is a big topic for me. Like, I'm very lucky that I get to take a year off paid and then we're going to, you know, because we are financially prepared, we to take another year unpaid. But I've talked to so many of my mom friends in the States who went back to work after three months. Like, to me, that's fucking crazy.
0: And three months and is good there.
1: <laughs> three months is for people who are salaried. Yeah. But we're talking like if, if you're talking people who are making minimum wage, I think I read one in four American uh, new moms in America go back to work after two weeks, one oh in four. God. As we see women more and more in college, I think, I think now the, the boat has tipped to 60% of women are in college versus 40%. I'm interested to see if and when those policies change. I'm interested to see as more and more women are
0: at the top of the food chain, like those policies have to change. It's so archaic. Yeah, but I notice sometimes that these notions, like everything that you're saying, I, I hardcore agree with. And I think actually a lot of people that I talk to in the US also agree with. But when you take it to the personal level and say, hey, why are you on your phone right now? We're spending the weekend together, it's harder for them to agree at that point. Like they can agree philosophically and like structurally, yes, this should be. I should have more vacation days, I should have maternal leave, I should have whatever. Um, But when you sort of take it down to the like, and one side effect of this whole situation is that you can't go a weekend without checking your work email. And when you put it on them as an individual, it's really uncomfortable for them. And this is also something I've had a hard time learning over time is like, I want to like, I don't know, in some ways like set them free and like point out like you have power to just put your phone down and come you know, like, let's just have a conversation. But the, um, I've had, I've actually really shifted my approach on that, because it's like, actually, I'm just making them deeply uncomfortable. And realistically, the the water they're swimming in tells them that they do have to check that email. And I'm kind of wrong to tell exactly. them. Not to.
1: Yeah, no, it's the, the mentality there. I think of most most people that you this is this is the obligation of work is that you're, you're required to blood sweat and tears. Your entire job and it's supposed to be what you live and breathe and like, it doesn't have to be like that. It really doesn't have to be like that, right? But until America can balance out the cost of living and this capitalism pull you up by your bootstraps bullshit that's been spoon fed to us since forever, it just it's
0: not going to change. So, how did it go over with your friends and family when you voiced these kinds of views? I don't know if I do it as starkly
1: as I do talking to you because I feel like (laughs) you you understand the prism of, you know, what, what you've lived before and prior to coming to Germany. But, you know, all you can do, and it's hard because it's like, I don't want to humble brag by any means. Like I, you know, obviously my life could have gone way different if I didn't meet my spouse. Um, I could be still doing the whole rat racer i could be only getting three months of maternity leave so it's also a tough balance because i feel incredibly lucky in the situations i'm in as far as what i get out of life in, in in europe versus the states um so it's a really delicate balance when you when you want to like tell american women like fucking fight for more maternity leave like you guys deserve it and then saying like, well, this is how I get it over here, it's, it, you know, and you don't want to piss anybody off. and You don't want to make anybody feel like they're less than, especially in motherhood, when everything, the topic is, you know, that's a whole other realm that I'm getting into is, you know, you, you can deeply offend anybody if you have a, an opinion about how a mother should be. Right. So <laughs> I think the best, I think the best thing you can do is tell them how it is but still, make them feel like they're doing okay as well. Yeah. Um. I mean, In my ideal world,
0: I'm able to adopt all my friends and family and move them over here, but I don't know if that's <laughs> going to ever happen. Well, and I noticed things came up, not so much with my close friends or my close family, but I, when I was back home, went to a wedding and saw a bunch of family members that I hadn't seen in a couple of years now. And oh, boy. for instance, in situations like that, what they would ask me is, Oh, cool. So, so how's work? That's always the first question. That's always the <laughs> yeah. first question in the States. It always is. It's so is. crazy. And I didn't and know, you know what the- to say. Cause I was like, I, it's literally just work. Like, I don't know. What do you want to know? Exactly. Because I, I, I'm, I'm not trying to be an asshole and just not answer, but I genuinely am so unused to that at this point that I was like, Oh, um, what should I tell you? Like, I mean, I didn't get, fired over Corona. So that was cool. Um, but otherwise, do you really want to hear the in- ins and outs of my work life? Like probably not. Cause I don't even tell my friends here about it because it's boring. No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, and, I, I do, I do my nine to five. I get paid. That's what my work is. You know? Right. Exactly. I'm like, and so I can tell you about so many other things, but I don't know how to answer, how to like, can I tell you about these cool, I don't know, hikes I went on Instead of answering what my, how my job is, you know, or, or other people would try like the more general, like, Hey, so how's Germany? And I was like, Oh, I don't know how to tell you this, but it's fantastic. And for me, it's yeah. 20 times better <laughs> than, than whatever is happening here. <laughs> um, but it's
1: funny culturally you say that because one of the first sentences, at least I learned in German Spasschule was what are your hobbies? Yeah. (laughs) Which is an entirely different question than usually the first question in the States is what do you do for work? And that's what I'm trying to say is like, you're so defined by what your position is in the States versus Germany. Like people, at least the people that I know just don't give a shit. It's just like, you know,
0: it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I think it's also funny. You're, you're so right to point that out. And I remember so viscerally sitting in German class and feeling confused and panicked at that question. Because, because I love was like, hobbies. Yeah, I was like, I don't know. Ich spiele Gitarre? Like, I play guitar. And then they would be like, oh, cool. What do you play? And I was like, I don't play guitar. I just said something because I needed to say something. But I don't have hobbies. What are you talking about? <laughs> Ask me I how my job is. I felt
1: the same exact way. I felt <laughs> the same exact way. And... It was such a um, for basically almost a year and a half i was unemployed in and, and i was only do i only i shouldn't be like discounting how hard i worked on it but i was going to german school five days a week for four hours a day and that was such a big turning point i also turned 30 that year so like everything was up in flames and i was getting married <laughs> so it was like oh, let's just shake up everything but I, I totally agree with like what 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 are your hobbies question? Because I had to think about it because I only defined myself through my work for so long that I didn't know what I like to do anymore, other than like, okay, I got travel like the clear. Mm-hmm. But I and also with Corona, I got to spend so much time by myself relearning how to relax or what things brought me joy outside of anything tied to finances yeah and I think that I I would like to say it helps me grow personally because I can you know I used to fill my time in Nashville with like being around so many people and like having to have energy from so many people and now it's like I I know what I enjoy I enjoy baking I enjoy reading I enjoy being in my garden like those now I can finally say I do have hobbies but you're right from when that question got posed to me I was just dumbfounded as you I was like I don't know what my hobbies are outside of
0: trying to make money <laughs> yeah right and then I was trying to like uh, this time had the exact opposite right where I'm saying like I don't want to answer your question about my job but I do want you to ask me about my hobbies because I I love them and I want to tell you all about them but like that doesn't yeah. compute over there and so, yeah well okay mm-hmm. another thing I wanted to ask um, so one big takeaway that I had from my most recent trip to the States. Um, it was three weeks over there in September and it was the longest that I've spent in the U S since moving, though I said mm-hmm. I was there for shorter, shorter times more often. And I always left feeling really exhausted and, um, kind of sad. <laughs> and what I note, and, and actually leading up to this trip, like the week before I started getting crazy Panic and anxiety, and part of that is because of traveling and traveling under Corona and all of these super valid things. Um, But I just didn't have a good feeling leading up to it, and then I got there and i I had a great time the whole time. And then I was like, "Why am I having such a great time? I'm so confused." And I realized every other time I've gone into the trip and spent the entire trip trying to prove to myself that I could live here. I could take all of the things that I loved about my life in Germany and take them with me. And I could just create a bubble in the US, in whatever city or place, Mm -hmm. and I could do it. And I just have to, like, it's my, I'm limiting myself by thinking that this is wrong for me. And so if I just spend this vacation proving to myself that it can work, that I can still recycle the uh, the way I want to recycle and I can walk (laughs) to the store if I want to walk to the store, um, I can prove it to myself. And then I'll feel less worried about moving back here because I'll feel good about it and it never worked like every time I left feeling exhausted because I said I was swimming upstream for the entire time right. because you you can't walk sure. to the store and you you just you mm-hmm. can't do these things so this time what happened without me even realizing it it's somewhere over the corona era I apparently <laughs> made a mental switch and have really committed to being in Germany and I wasn't doing that at all The whole time I was there, I literally thought it was so fun because people were like, No, you throw everything out in one trash can. And I was like, watch me, watch me put this plastic in this trash can. And I thought it was hilarious. Like every time the waiter came around to ask if I needed anything, and I was like, You were literally here three minutes ago. Why are you here again? And then he would give me more water. I would be like, amazing i love water also this is annoying oh, what an but I think angel it's so funny <laughs> yeah like I just like I, I don't know it all shifted because i wasn't putting this pressure on myself to th- to force myself to think it could work and then it just yeah. it was vacation like I, I was like I don't have to live this way like not recycling is crap I don't want to do that but I don't have to i only have to do it for three weeks and I can do almost anything for three weeks and i, I yeah, yeah I don't know so I, I had a great time and it also was a bit of a eye-opening moment of like oh I really don't want to live here and that's okay so I'm curious I, for you yeah how I, that was
1: I think moving here I, I always knew I wouldn't move back home like Sebastian and I have talked about maybe expatting to the states as so like a fun thing but I like really have no desire to move back home also because I wouldn't want to be close to, I mean I love my family but I don't want to live in Michigan so it's also like for what purpose would I move to the States then, if not for family, mm-hmm. um, I think I had to shake off my, my whole German-ness when I got to the States, because we, you know, we flew in from Amsterdam to LA, which is like, I don't know, 14 hour flight or something. And we get to the hotel in LA and I was not prepared for the friendliness and I was also okay so we had booked like this like super hip bougie hotel and we get there and everyone's like just beautiful and tall and drinking and I'm six months pregnant (laughs) haven't showered in two days stinky like haven't washed my hair haven't brushed my teeth and the concierge lady's like oh my god welcome how are you how can we help like let me point you, exa- let me walk you to where you need to park. And I was just, I, I felt that so like, I understand what my husband says of like how American customer service is so much. Cause I was like, holy shit, like she needs to calm down. <laughs> but then like, oh, but then a week of the trip, I'm like, isn't this awesome? Aren't they just so friendly? Also at the concierge, um, you know, LA, I knew going into LA, it's, I've been there before. It's, eh, it's okay, it's not my vibe. Um, and I knew it's quite dirty and it's quite hard to walk. And all my friends were making fun of me for this entire trip because I'm like, Oh, we can walk here. We can walk here. Like Casey, we're not doing that. We're not going to walk 30 minutes just to get tacos. And (laughs) for, you know, for me, that's just like a normal thing. Like, yeah, whatever. We can knock this whole thing out. And, you know, LA also has like a homeless issue. And so I went to the concierge and I was like, Hey, what are your thoughts on me walking to this taco truck? And the guy's like, well, you could just Uber. It's only it's twenty minutes. I'm like, oh, I I know it's twenty minutes. I had, I had researched it. I was trying to gauge like if it was safe or not. He's like, yeah, but um, again, it's twenty minute walk, and you're pregnant. I don't know if I would do it. <laughs> I was just like, listen, man, I I know physically I can do it. I'm literally just trying to ask you without without being a baby about it if it's safe to walk. <laughs> so it was just super funny that like. You know, a twenty-minute walk would be like enough to call an Uber. Where for me, I was, that's just a waste of money. It's, like some things where I had to like shake off my German or Europeanist and get back into the mind of, of being American, where you drive everywhere. Which I think is like one of the biggest complaints I had during that trip. Is like I just felt like we are in the car all the time. Yeah. And I know, like you know, my my little step counter on my phone was like. <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> you haven't walked a lot. But add in like all the delicious food there too. And I was just like feeling pretty, pretty large and in charge when I came back. But I always I knew that going into it. So
0: yeah, yeah. I always like if I, um, if I don't visibly gain weight, by the time I come back, I've done something wrong. And um, mm-hmm. that's another thing I used to try to like, Go buy organic vegetables and cook the way I cook here and eat healthy, and it's just like so expensive. It's so exhausting. It's not fun. And this time I was like, no, 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 no. We will be going for nachos at least once every three days, and in the interim, I I will be having chips for breakfast and ice cream for. Good
1: for you. I hated when my friends were like, "I'll cook for you." I was like, I would really just prefer to go out to eat because I (laughs) have a whole encyclopedia of places I want to
0: go at this point. Yeah. So yeah. I'm curious, because you were going while pregnant. So of course, like you're thinking about this kid you're about to have. And so you said, you mentioned earlier that you and your husband always said, like, it's Germany, like, it's, it's a pretty decisive thing for you guys. Mm -hmm. But was there any like, did it kick up anything to be there while there's a baby growing in your tummy? Like, okay, that's not biologically correct. (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like, did the reality of that? create any sort of dissonance or complications for you
1: no I just think there's so like iconic memories from my childhood that my child may not go through I mean and they're also super stupid but you know like having to talk to slash date or be friends with someone who's older t- to get you alcohol <laughs> <laughs> and I know it's so stupid but it's like it was such like a trying to find the hookup you know, when you're 16 years old, and now my kid can just like go and buy beer at 16 is so wild to me. And I know like, that's going to be a huge contentious point for my husband and I of like the whole drinking situation just because it's so lax here compared to the States or raising a bilingual kid just because I struggled through German so hard. And I know like he'll be raised in like a normal school where speaking German and all my in laws and his friends will all speak German. But that's such a weird Thing of that, my kid will already be way accelerated than I will ever, ever be. And just my husband never heard of Dr. Seuss. Wow. I uh, you know, also a problematic topic, but <laughs> you know, those are th- things from my childhood that are so deep in my brain that it's so weird that he's never experienced that. I'm like trying to bring things from my, my childhood. So our son has some sort of childhood that has like little touches of what I had, I guess yeah not that I need him not that I need him to um try and find alcohol <laughs>
0: <But> <laughs> it's just, just struggles of you know you know part of me thought you know, were gonna say problems. like the fourth of July parade or you know I, I something like that and you're like no 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 the most American thing about growing up in the U.S. is <laughs> dating an older guy so that he'll buy you beer
1: <laughs> <laughs> or like the college experience because like college is so different here a because it's like You actually learn things Um, (laughs) versus, you know. I think one of the first questions my husband asked me was like, "So, are college parties like really how they are in TV?" And I was like, "Uh, yeah, they are. (laughs) Like, yes, I I had a great time. I had a (laughs) great time. I've been to tug of parties. I've been to, you know, so just things like that of what his experience will be like will be pretty different from what I had."
0: What was it like seeing your parents and like your closest friends, closest family and knowing, A, you don't necessarily know the next time you'll see them and B, the next time you see them, you'll you'll be a mom. Like, uh, yeah, what was that like? I, I think for the family, it's not as
1: bittersweet as I think it would be. You know, I was living away from my parents for seven years. I lived eight hours away, so I'd only see them. On like proper holidays like Thanksgiving and Christmas, or like randomly, so I, it wasn't that strange to me. I guess as far as my friend group, you know, I'll, we're all kind of getting to this new stage in life. But I also think as as you build your own little family, like obviously your friendships change, and I think already being away from my friends had gone through those changes. So I, I guess I haven't felt too emotional about about my friends and family maybe only seeing my child once a year in person. Yeah, I I feel my relationships have changed already. And I think going into moving that this was a long-term situation. So I think I'd I've already kind of processed, you know, mourning certain things. Like there may be some times where I'm not be able, I won't be able to make a friend's wedding or, you know, something, God forbid, would happen to a family member like that's a realistic thing that I won't be able to be there at the drop of a hat and I feel like I've already mourned some of those aspects of what it is to be an expat it's, you know it's always going to be a bittersweet thing but at the end of the day I have to make sure that I'm happy with where I am right now and
0: I feel okay with my decisions so man you're wise but also so fun how is this possible <laughs> But I mean, okay, I, I, it sounds like overall, it was a really, really good visit. And, uh, and yeah, what's really cool is the next time that you visit, you're going to be getting to show your kid these things too. So it's not just going to be you revisiting your past and your old stomping grounds. It's going to be like actually getting to create those little moments and memories with your whole family now, which is really, I know I got to take the kid to Target. Oh, hell like yeah, you do. Out there. <laughs> uh, girl, you have to take that kid to Walmart and I need, I need it to be documented. <laughs> Baby's first Walmart. <laughs> yeah, oh, no.
1: And obviously then he'll also have to have like all the trash food that I love. Oh, yeah. You know, very looking forward to that. But um, really, on the last note of when I came back from the States, my health care provider was pretty pissed about how much weight, not me personally, but how much weight he gained. <laughs> and um, fun fact: I just googled European baby sizes versus U.S., and they're definitely different. And I'm like, okay, well, my kid's half American, so he's already he's already on the bigger scale.
0: But That's yeah, amazing. If, if you
1: Google like certain week in the EU versus the U.S., there's definitely a weight difference. So this is actually yeah. really reassuring
0: because I tell people I'm I'm going to take this information that you said about babies who are still in womb and, and transplant it to me, a human adult. Um, because every time I step foot in that country, I-, I swear there's something in the water because before I've even eaten a full meal, I just puff out. And I, I don't not <laughs> I gain actual weight through eating the crap that I talked about, but I also just, I just get puffy and I don't know what it is. And every time, as soon as I get back in Germany, it goes away without me actually like working out or eating healthy, like it's, it's pretty instantaneous. So I think there's literally just something in the air, something in the water that makes, that makes you just a big, happy American fellow, you know? It must be the water. You get your teeth light and then you get a fat ass. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, on that loving note about our fine country, (laughs) it's time to round the corner and head to home with the ending segment, which is called Zack, Zack, Zack. So it's a rapid fire question round where I ask you three questions that you answer without thinking it, overthinking it. Just go with your gut. Are you ready? Okay. I can do this. Yes. What snack did you bring back from this trip to the U.S.? I think you mean snacks, plural. I brought a suitcase <laughs> and I think my
1: favorite things I brought back were Apple and Captain Crunch. And one, and one more, I, those caramel apple suckers. I kept, a, I kept Ew. patting myself on the, Nicole, I'm
0: serious. Those are so gross.
1: Those, I every day I had one, I had two bags, and I'm like, Casey, you did good, kid. Like, I was so happy that (laughs) I brought back caramel apple suckers.
0: Well, I'm happy for you, I guess. Whatever. Oh, they're gone. They're long gone. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Um, okay. Number two, when you were in the US, you said you had a laundry list of places you wanted to go eat, but what was the very best thing? that you, or best restaurant, best cafe, best dining experience that you had while you were there? Oh man, this is truly
1: an insight of what a garbage person I am, but, and I had some wildly expensive meals that were amazing. David Chang, Mamafuku LA, that was amazing, but the best that had just hit the spot, Waffle House, Nashville, Tennessee, <laughs> thousand percent. Those chocolate chip waffles are so fucking good. And the hash brown
0: smothered and covered. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. And finally, what was one weird habit or like sort of Americanism that stood out to you this time that you'd never noticed before? I, I don't know if there's like
1: one that stood out. It was just the whole, you know, driving everywhere, um,
0: talking about work as like your sole personality trait. Or the... uh Bring a sweater in summer because everywhere you go is going to be freezing cold because air conditioning.
1: <laughs> well, time I love air conditioning. I I'm sorry, Greta Thornburg, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna be the person that solves climate change because I fucking love AC. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, it was a delightful chat and if people would like to confirm that and reach out to you slide into your dms and tell you how hilarious you are um where can people find you i'm on instagram at
1: casey from cologne also on twitter as the same name but i'm happy to connect with any other expats out there I always love chatting with um, other expats about their experiences because they can always be so similar. So I'd love to meet anybody in person or on the internet, internets.
0: Yes. And and we'll get to meet up again soon because I'm coming to your town on your due date. <laughs> I, if
1: I'm still not in the hospital, I will be meeting you for a non-alcoholic hot chocolate and you can get a fireball. And we can sit and watch kids fall on their faces at the skating rink in Cologne.
0: So yes, I, I be would. I would love nothing more. <laughs> well then I'll say <laughs> instead of goodbye, I'll say until then, I will see you at the Christmas yes. market watching it to children falling down. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Thanks one more time to Casey for coming on to the show. You can find a link to her Instagram and Twitter accounts at Casey from Cologne in the show notes. While you're at it, go ahead and follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at the EcPotcast. And you can visit me online at TheExpatCast.com. Here's your weekly reminder to leave me a review. Reviews are the number one way that you can help independent podcasters reach a larger audience and continue to grow. So every single review really counts, not just for my statistics, also for my ego and motivation. So please keep me motivated, keep me feeling like I'm doing an okay-ish job here. Go ahead to Apple Podcasts or Podchaser and leave the Expatcast a review. Thanks, as always, goes to Amy Luggy Art for the logo and Side Hug for the theme music. They're on Instagram at a hug from the side. On Thursday, I'll be back in your feeds with an episode all about how to get therapy in Germany with resources both for doing it within the German health insurance system and outside of it. It's a really important one, and I cannot wait to get it out to you. So till then, have a wonderful week. Stay healthy and stay safe. Bis dann. Tschüss.